This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1073 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you, one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from the horse health segment on Horses in the Morning. This time out, Hit'em Crew is joined by Dr. Venable to talk about some very interesting research on colic that she is doing, complete with some ew moments for poor old Glenn. And we'll get right to our tip after this important message from Kentucky Performance Products. She swallowed hard as they walked into the start box. She could feel his muscles tense under her leg. Five, four, three, two, one. Have a great ride. She didn't have to ask. He galloped out of the box and across the field toward their first training level course. His ears pricked. Her heart pounded. He attacked each obstacle with confidence, clearing them with room to spare. A huge smile broke out on her face as she crossed through the finish flags. She leaned forward and buried her face in his neck. Their bond of love and trust blocked out all else. This love story is brought to you by Elevate. Research proven to have superior bioavailability, Elevate supplies the essential vitamin E often missing from the equine diet. Its all-natural formula supports healthy muscle and nerve functions. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. And I would like to welcome Dr. Aaron Venable uh, from the College of Agricultural Sciences at Southern Illinois University. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. Very glad, to, very glad to to discuss horses with you this morning, and always glad to talk about ways that uh, we can help keep our horses happier and healthier. Absolutely. Now, just just to get a picture of what you're dealing with right now, what is the weather like right now in Southern Illinois? Well, it's about forty ish degrees, and the sun is shining, so I I can't complain. It could definitely be Ooh, worse, but uh, but you know lovely. how. Yeah, in in this part of the country, though, if you don't like the weather, just wait an hour and 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 it'll be different. So we we oh, gotta take it day by day. It could be snowing by the end of this conversation. You never know. <laughs> it's exactly right. Exactly right. Now you are uh, the director of the equine program uh, at the College of Ag Sciences, uh, and you give us a little bit of kind of who you are, a little background. Sure. I, uh, I I came to to SIU. I joined the team here after spending uh, many wonderful, wonderful years with uh, with the folks at Purina Animal Nutrition. And um, my years at Purina were fantastic, but they were also kind of frustrating in a way because there were so many questions that horse owners and veterinarians and 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 managers. Uh, had about colic and about nutrition and and about ways that they wanted to to fix problems related to to their horse's performance and we just didn't have the answers to those to those questions yet and so one of the reasons why I I was very glad to to take the opportunity and and join the team here at SIU 
with so that I would be able to do a little bit more research, a little bit more targeted towards kind of solving some of those problems that just we haven't been able to figure out yet in the equine community. And so uh, very glad to have my years of experience uh, at Purina to, to kind of guide me in, in helping to figure out what are the big problems that need to be solved and, and, and how, can I, how can I get better information out there in the hands of the horse owners so that uh, so we can do a better job taking care of, uh, of our four-legged friends. So... You obviously studied colic mainly as as your uh, kind of I guess is it a, like a thesis or something like that or is it just yeah. your passion? That's right. It's it's my passion and, and my PhD research was focused mm-hmm. on the the difference in the horses. Uh, microbiome that takes place when they have a colic episode versus when y- your, your horse is, is healthy. And, and we see a real difference. We see a difference in the bacterial profile. Uh, but the problem is, is that there's so much we don't know about the horse's microbial environment in, in the, the gastrointestinal tract. So we just, we just needed more information. And so armed with that knowledge, basically, of, of what we don't know, I, I was able to design a research program here at SIU that, uh, that kind of aims to answer some of those questions. And this uh, program that you've kind of invented, I guess, is uh, it's called a sequel. Sequ- you, you explain it. <laughs> sure. I'm very, I'm very glad to. So, so what we are utilizing is a is a surgical technique that's called a, a cannulation, and cannulation is is not new. It's a surgical technique that has been used in nutritional studies in virtually every you know every species that you know that we study nutrition in, and it's been used for decades and decades and decades. And th- the reason why it's so important to use in horses is because we need to know in real time what's going on in in the gut because the nutrition and and the nutritional impact of dietary changes of travel of stress of you know all of the different things that that we try to manage in their lives all of those things have an impact on their gut specifically on their cecum and a colic episode for a horse as we all know, unfortunately, all too many times is fatal. And for a horse owner, it's an incredibly difficult, it's it's financially draining, it's emotionally draining, it's physically draining. And so if we can figure out what's going on in the gastrointestinal tract, then we can figure out ways to either prevent colic or facilitate a faster recovery from colic. And so by, by using these, these uh, techniques, and, and cannulation is one of them, we can actually take samples directly out of their gastrointestinal tract. And that lets us know what's going on with the microorganisms, what's going on with different rates of digestion of different types of ingredients that we're feeding them. It lets us know exactly what we're impacting when we feed them a variety of different ingredients or different nutraceuticals or different probiotics or whatever we may be examining. So so using this technique, this surgical technique, it gives us the opportunity to have a much more complete picture in terms of what's going on on the inside of the horse versus just 
waiting to see if there are any symptoms that occur on the outside of the horse. Because as we all know, a lot of our horses are very stoic, and sometimes they may or may not be be able to really kind of cue us in if if there is, in fact, something that's that's, that's changing or making them uncomfortable. So what the article on Horse Talk says that it says that a sequel cannulation procedure means the horse has a surgical portal through which researchers can access this, this section of the horse's gastrointestinal tract called the cecum, um, and that's the anterior portion of the large intestine. So my experience with the cecum is so, gosh, too many years ago, I don't even want to mention, I had a thoroughbred that had a full cecal bypass because he was colicking. Um, I don't know if they do that anymore or if that you're going to think of it, hear that and go, oh, my gosh, that's terrible. Um, that's a, that's but, rather radical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he ended up living several more years. Uh, long wow. Anyway, so the what, what what I'm trying to visualize is I know those Jersey cows that they put those little windows on the side and you can reach your arm into the <laughs> Jersey cow. Is that kind of what this is? How, how does it's, this look on the outside? It's exactly the same. It's the exact same procedure. It's just been done. That on was my contribution. I, I had to throw in the U at this point. I'm sorry. I had to. It's uh, it's the same procedure. It's just been done on a much smaller scale, obviously. We're not sticking our arms in there or anything like that. We uh, the, the opening itself is, is about a two-inch opening. And so the, the, the exterior portion of, the, of the, the fistula that has been fitted in, into the opening, there's an exterior kind of lip that holds it, you know, on the, on the outside, but the opening itself, the rubber stopper, it's only about two inches. And so we can pull the stopper out. We can take samples out. And I, I completely understand your, your kind of emotional, oh, my gosh, that just, you know, we don't like to think about doing that with horses. We don't like to think about using those kinds of techniques and, and, and those kinds of procedures with horses. And I, I really do understand where you're coming from. But the only other option to be able to answer these questions is to do terminal research. And I don't want to do that. I, I want to be no. able to, to answer. I want to be able to answer these questions using horses that are you know, going to be pampered and taken care of and, and live a wonderful, wonderful life here. And they do. <laughs> Believe Dr. me. Dr. Venable, you, you got me wrong because, and I'm sure our listeners are thinking that, but to me, uh, those horses are ambassadors for Absolutely. the, not, uh, uh, the article says 920,000 horses that suffer colic every year. And those are the reported episodes of colic. Exactly. So we're looking at, almost a million horses a year and you've got eight horses that have this procedure done that are living very well. Um, <laughs> yes, and and so to me, they're ambassadors for the rest of us and our horses at home. You guys are trying to fix what, what all of us deal with and our biggest fear as horse owners is colic. And, and I, so I'm not, I'm not angry at you for doing these procedures at all. I mean, my gosh, like, you're you're helping the, these eight horses are helping our everybody's horses at home. 
Well, and you have so to understand, I get grossed out. I'm a horse husband. I get grossed out at any of this stuff. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's just. Well, so when you're talking about putting a cork in the side of a horse, like a bottle of wine, I that's where I, you know, I just. Uh, <laughs> you gotta, uh, you that's why Jamie doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's. Uh, I, I I don't guess any of the any of the folks out there that actually work with the horses. We we tend not to be a very squeamish group. You know, we get our hands dirty mm-hmm. and 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 we've all got boots that actually you know get used in the barn for for real barn work they're not they're not just boots that we put on to go out so we're we're definitely all folks that you know we we understand that we understand the reality and the I think the word that someone used best was it's terrifying. I mean, that, that word colic, it just, it kind of grips mm-hmm. you with, with this paralysis because you are so afraid that it's going to happen. And we're so limited by what we know. The risk factors seem to be all over the place and, and we just can't quite wrap our arms around it because it is so massive. And so I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say that you, you understand the incredibly important work that these eight horses are doing for the rest of the horse population at large because they are going to help us kind of unlock the mysteries and 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 help us figure out ways to feed our horses better to manage them better to prevent colic to help us figure out if we do have that colic episode how do we help them recover faster and so so, so yeah, these these eight horses they have uh, they've definitely taken on a big job, but uh, we're we're very excited to get to participate in that, and and we're very excited at the, at the information and and the data that we're starting to get. So, what what kind of stuff are you guys learning? We uh, we actually have kind of a multitude of projects in in the works. We've done uh, we've done a couple studies evaluating the impact of stress. And when, you know, when we travel with our horses, we know that sometimes they go off feed, sometimes they go off water, sometimes, you know, they, they, they're obviously nervous and the environmental change impacts them, but we don't really know what impact that has on the microorganisms living in the gut. And so that was one of the very first studies that we that we conducted, and we're actually waiting on some of the final data to come back on that right now. So we're we're very excited to be able to to see what the impact travel and the stress of travel has on on the microorganisms in the gut. Um, Absolutely, we, uh, I I have a horse that traveled this past weekend, and when he goes somewhere, he doesn't eat. He just he gets so nervous that he just won't eat. And so I'm very interested in that data and how I can help him a little bit more go oh this is what you need you know i put him on probiotics and biotic aid from omega alpha but whatever sure. else i can do my gosh that'd be great information and see that's and that's where i guess i'm a little bit different than other researchers and that's where my years at purina really kind of helped to shape what i wanted to do when i came here to siu because i i want to answer questions that are real-world questions, and I think that a lot of times that the disconnect that we have with researchers and veterinarians and horse owners is that horse owners feel like those people at the universities are studying stuff that's just so far away, it it doesn't even have any real practical application for 
regular horse owner, but that's who I am. And that's who I spent so many years of my life working with and trying to find answers for. So, so if, if I can design studies that provide answers for those very real world everyday questions, then I'm doing some good. And, and my eight horses that are standing out there are doing this work, then they're doing some good. And, and, and that's all anybody wants. You know, we, we just want to take the best care of our horses that we can. And, and, and that's why I came to SIU and, and that's why I'm doing the work that I'm doing. Well, I think that's important to to know that you're doing something that's real world as opposed to when you read studies and you're like, really? That, that It's somebody just trying to get their PhD and it's never right. going to help anybody ever. So right. that is fantastic, fantastic work that you guys are doing and I appreciate it. And it goes to show you too kind of how Purina, you know, Purina works really hard to make sure that their formulations work for the horses by employing vets like you. Uh, so I'm glad you wanted to go on and, and do a little bit more and, and find those answers. So uh, I, I appreciate it. I hope you keep us up to, to date on everything that's going on and, and you solve the problem that all horse owners fear the worst. Well, I will I will be glad to send you updates and, and let you know when we make our big discoveries. <laughs> Fantastic. And give all those horses, if they're allowed to have them, a, a carrot from all of us. <laughs> will do, will do. You guys have a great day. Well, there you have it. You can find links to today's guests at horsetipdaily.com. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of Kentucky Performance Products and listeners like you. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.